here is this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. It's a little pop-up podcast this week because uh, Rob and uh, and Parky are both otherwise engaged, so you're stuck with me. So we'll uh, we'll have a quick look at what's been going on, and uh, I won't keep you too long because I can't really talk to myself for that long. But we've got quite a bit going on. We've got the World of Rugby League. We're going to have a quick look at the uh, at the match from. Uh, from Thursday night against Hull Kingston Rovers. We'll have a quick preview of this Thursday's game against Warrington Wolves. Um, and yeah, we've got an interview as well with Paul Rowley that we can, uh, we can have a listen to as well. So first off, we'll start off with the, with the defeat against Hull Kingston Rovers on Thursday night. You're listening to Devil in the Detail and this is your Big Match Review. Well, Salford were beaten on Thursday night at home to Hulkingston Rovers. It was a game, it was a funny game, really. Salford got off to a blistering start, you know, real quick start. Ken Seal got a try after 10 minutes. Max need missed a goal from that, but Salford really playing at breakneck speed. But you've got to give an awful lot of credit to Hulkingston Rovers. They hung in there. 4-0 to Salford at halftime in a game that promised an awful lot of points. You know, two sides that like to entertain. Hulkie had a big win against Wigan on the opening uh, game of the season. Salford, of course, had that victory against Lee. So two sides you like to throw the ball on. 4-0 at halftime. Credit the Rovers, as I said, though, they came back in the game in the second half. Ethan Ryan got a try five minutes into the second half, which will dagger gold. And then uh, five minutes later, Frankie Holton, former Swinton player, he went over for a try to give uh, Hawkinson Rovers a 12-4 advantage. Dion Cross got a try for Salford from uh, from a well-worked move. Max need uh, kick the goal to that. That was 12 points to 10, but Ulkaya... You know, from a mistake from the kickoff, Sam Wood went over a try to extend their lead and Dagger again with his third conversion out of three, extending that cushion to eight points. Again, a Sam Wood try, seven minutes from time and a Will Dagger goal again off the touchline, giving Ulkingston Rovers uh, quite a comfortable victory in the end, 24 points to 10. So uh, a defeat for Salford there. Good crowd as well, over 5,500 on a Thursday night, a cold Thursday night as well when the game was live on telly. You know, not many from Hulking Rovers could uh, could get down there on a Thursday. That's difficult on a Thursday to uh, get down the M62. So quite a good a good crowd, but yeah, Salford defeated there and disappointing as well. Um, here is Paul Rowley speaking after the match to myself. Coach's corner. Right, delighted to say Paul Rowley joins me for the first time this season. I've not been avoiding you, Paul. I've just yeah. not had the pleasure to bump into you, but. How do you sum that up tonight? A frustrating night for you? Yeah, too many errors, uh, like I said to everybody else. So, uh, execution were off in the first half. We needed more points to show for our endeavour. Uh, you know, we worked extremely hard in the first half, but uh, just execution was, uh, unlike unlike us, was just a little bit off. We picked the wrong options at the wrong time. Um, yeah, and, and some of our detail were off. So, But then going into the second half, I think sheer weight of territory and possession through our fault. Uh, I don't think we forced errors. Uh, our own fault. Our own. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a discipline, isn't it, to to when to pass and when not. Uh, I thought some of it were really sloppy there, and it culminated in us uh, cracking to a three times defensively. And, and again, territory and sheer weight of possession will always get you. It doesn't matter who you are. Um, so, uh, but yeah, credit to OK. I thought they were very good as expected. Uh, and there's a lesson in there for us all. Yeah, I mean, the game started at a blistering pace, didn't it, really? You moved the ball out wide, but did that affect you with only scoring one try? Did you need to score a few more points, and you think, in that first half? Because OK, I sort of stuck with the, the arm wrestle, didn't they? And, uh, yeah. they, they were solid, weren't they? Yeah, uh, yeah, the likes have scored more points, but ultimately, if we'd have come out and done exactly the same in the second half, you know, we'd have, we'd have come out winning, wouldn't we? So, But we didn't, we didn't respect the ball. 
uh, and okay, I've got some good players with game, their game management was fantastic. Uh, they had uh, huge completion numbers, they were, they were fantastic in that respect, kept played a simple game, uh, but they're a good team and, uh, you know, uh, the scramble was fantastic. We, you know, we're fractured on two or three occasions and you don't see many teams, you know, chase, budge you down or, you know, rescue situations like they did. So they're a good team. Everyone, uh, you know, needs to understand that as well. But, uh, yeah, we, we, we'd like to think that uh, our detail would be better going forward. You picked any knocks up today? Because I know it's Alex Gerrard didn't play much today. Is he, is he yeah. got a bit of a knock? He went in with it with a knock, but we've got no other middle spot. I thought so, that, yeah, um, yeah. Game two, and that's where we're at. So you know, we're in a, we've got some really good things going on at Salford with our resigns and that. But uh, you know, the one thing we've not got is squad depth. Uh, it's it actually quite different than the people who we played today. That the one thing they have got is squad depth. So uh, they're a good team. Okay, yeah, so uh, we've got to take our hats off to to their their team, their, their squad, and and uh, you know now they go back to business. They thought they were very good. You've got a week off now. You've got eight days, Warrington away. It doesn't get any easier. I don't think there's any easy games in Super League. No. Lee proved that last week against us. Yeah, it? it's not a week off. It's a week of work, ready for Warrington. So uh, yeah, like I said, we've not had Super League now. We were all looking forward to it starting. Now we're right in the mix again, aren't we? So uh, thick and fast, no time to breathe. And uh, you know, it doesn't get any easier. Trip to Warrington with uh, well, a new team. So uh, and, and on the evidence of last week, from what Warrington showed, they're probably the form team. Uh, of the round work so yeah. are you glad it's back though Paul you love it don't you <laughs> oh, yeah yeah I love talking to you guys that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> thanks for speaking to us Paul Cheers, I'll man. see you next week buddy tonight Paul obviously disappointing uh, but hopefully you can sort of learn from that oh yeah we can learn from how OKR applied itself I think that's probably the biggest lesson uh, I think everybody in Super League will look at OKR and be and be uh, <clears throat> admiring what they're about uh, for us, we know what we're about. I can't really beat anybody with a big stick. I, I don't think there's ever a shortage of commitment, but um, like I said before, some immaturity in the way we went about our business, I thought. Are they uh, kind of maybe our bogey team? Obviously, last season, similar. Seem to be, mate. Yeah, they seem to be. So uh, uh, I, I don't <coughs> think it, last season were a similar performance. I think the performance today had a lot of art and spirit and, and, and hard work in it, but um, certainly s- similar in in errors, I guess, if, that, if that's what we're going to compare. Yeah, obviously, like you say, made, made a, few, a few errors. Um, obviously, as a coach, how do, you, how do you fix that up? Is it, you know, top players or just work harder or what? <laughs> yeah, just, uh, like I said before, fix the detail, and then if the detail's right, the errors don't come. So, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, 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 not as, it's not as easy as just saying, catch the ball, you know, it's... Uh, I think it's just re- respecting possession sometimes and, and being a little bit more disciplined in uh, in how we go about our business. Warranty next week, opportunity to bounce back? Uh, well, always, yeah. Um, it's, it's just moving on to another tough game, isn't it? And they're all tough and, and uh, they could all be daunting or be, they can all be exciting prospects. Uh, so we've got a group that look forward to things and, and work hard. So we'll, we'll, we'll have honest uh, reviews and, and we'll move on to the next. Thank you. Well, that was Paul Rowley, disappointed speaking after the game. He's looking forward to the uh, the game on Warrington. I'm sure the players will be working hard this week to put things right. We've got some uh, three-word match reports from that game against OKR. I mean, some of these are a bit... Uh, oh, I'll read them out to you anyway. Matt said, no work rate, man of the match. He's not given one. Colin Wilson, own worst enemies. His man of the match was Tim Lafay. OSF, error, error, error. His man of the match was Tim Lafay. Colin Reynolds, not going... 
Never got going. Sorry, man of the match was Croft. Um, S. Richmond, embarrassing team performance. Man of the match, Burgess, no contest. Dave Parker, need to complete sets. Need two complete sets. That's four. Well, I suppose it's not four words. One's a number. Three, three word, one number is put in brackets. Uh, well done, Dave. His man of the match was uh, was Joe Burgess. Natalie Taylor, nothing came off. Man of the match was Tim LaFay. Patrick Connolly, very poor indeed. His man of the match was uh, Joe Burgess. Bob Speakman, a night to forget. And Bob's not... Um, Chairman Bob is not give us a man of the match. Uh, our very own Rob Parkinson, just very meh. His man of the match was Dion Cross. Uh, Chris and Janet Shenton, back to basics, man of the match parties. I thought Oliver Parkinson played well in the, the spell that he was on. He didn't get um, as much game time as he got against Lee, but uh, no impressive uh, forward. Uh, B, sloppy, unfocused, undercooked, man of the match was Burgess. Dave H, passes didn't stick, his man of the match was uh, Partington. Stephen Allcroft, half-time, chips and curry, his man of the match was the girls in the chip van. Very good. Yeah, the chips are nice. <laughs> so my daughter gets them every now and again. I must admit, I pinch a few. Paul Foster, back to basics. Man of the match was Dion Cross. Uh, Nodman's drop, drop, drop. His man of the match was Lafayette. I agree there. Yeah, there was quite a lot of mistakes in that game. On a, on a dry night as well, really. Salford, for me, tended to overplay things at times and perhaps look for the miracle play when when you didn't need to do. Well, I'm not taking away anything from all Kingston Rovers, but I thought they were quite, not, well, methodical. If in the way, but played a simpler game plan. You know the forwards got on top and, and and built a platform. And for me, they got on top of our forwards and they and they beat us up in the pack really. And playing behind, you know, uh, Jordan Abdul who had an excellent kicking game on the night along with Mikey Lewis. And uh, they played a simple game and stuck to a game plan. And it worked for them. KDL handling errors undercooked. Man of the match was number nine, Akers. Uh, Heather Robinson, underwhelming. Basics lacking. Man of the match, Tim LaFay. Roy Ellaby, too many errors. Man of the match, Oliver Partington. Tony Frame, too many mistakes. Struggling for a man of the match. Yeah, I agree with you there, Tony. I think I come away from the game thinking who could ever as a man of the match. There's nobody really stood out there. I think Oliver Partington, Tim LaFay. Tim LaFay is always... You know, on, on form, really tough man to uh, to tackle. So, uh, so yeah, he, he's got quite a few man of the matches this week. Tom Kitchen didn't respect possession. Bang on, Tom, I think there. I think you're absolutely spot on with that. Andy Eckers is a man of the match. Uh, Mike Murphy will get better. He's not giving us a man of the match. Chris Hawkins, disconnected, disjointing, disappointing. Uh, Oliver Partington. Uh, Ryan Fisher, dreadful, undisciplined. Uh, and I can't say that last word that he said because it's a swear word. But uh, no, I agree with you there, Ryan. I think you're uh, you're correct. Um, we was pretty poor at times, undisciplined. Yeah, give a few penalties away. The penalty count in the game was actually one to four to Hulkingston Rovers, according to League Express. So uh, I thought we got more than one penalty in that match. But uh, but no, maybe we didn't. But no, a disappointing performance. Credit to Hulkingston Rovers. They've gone two from two. And uh, yeah, we need to uh, book our ideas up for the game against Warrington. So that's our look back at uh, the game against Hulkingston Rovers. Next, we'll have a look at the world of rugby league. Well, here is the Devil in Detail Amateur Report and World of Rugby League. There's only one place to start this week, and we'll start off with the Holy Grail, the Challenge Cup. We've got the uh, results. We've also got the draw as well, but I'll give you the scores from the weekend. On Saturday, the 25th of February, Brentwood Eels 4, Wathbrow Hornets 58, Fry Warriors 12, Stanley 28, Hunslet 66, Pookington Rex 0, Lock Lane 22, West Bowling 30, Mighton Warriors 22, Lee Minor Rangers 34, Oral St. James 68, Dublin City XR. 14, the RAF 10, York Acorn 12, Saddleworth 4, Thato Heath Crusaders 18, Siddle 
14, West Hull 8, and West Warriors 18, London Chargers 14. And on Sunday, the 26th of Feb, it was the Great Britain Police 18, Westgate Common 22. Hull Dockers 4, Midlands Hurricanes 50. It was Huntslet 68, Heworth 6. Workington Town, they beat Ince Rose Bridge. This game was on Saturday. That was 68 points to 6. Quite a lot of other uh, results as well involving the uh, the professional sides that came into the uh, into the equation. Ashton Bears 8, Dewsbury Rams 38. Rochdale Mayfield, what a win they had down at Cornwall on Saturday. They had a, a big trip down there, a big journey down there. They came away with a 20 points to 14 victory. Um, it was North Wales Crusaders 70, the Royal Navy nil. Doncaster 28, Oldham 26. That game was played on Sunday. That was a cracker, that one. Rochdale Arnett, they got off to a winning start. Their first game of the season, they beat London Scholars in the Cup by 42 points to four at the Crown Oil Arena. Well, on Monday evening, the draw was made for the Betfred Challenge Cup third round. The ties were played on the weekend of the 10th to the 12th of uh, March. There's some interesting uh, ties as well. Featherson Rovers have got Halifax Panthers. West Warriors will play Witness Vikings. Lee Minor Rangers are at home to Rochdale Mayfield. Doncaster have got Workington Town. Westgate Common will play Punslet ARLFC. Dewsbury Rams are at home to Rochdale Hornets. Siddle will play Sheffield Eagles. Oral St. James have got Midland Hurricanes. Batley Bulldogs take on Waffbrow Hornets. Thato Heath Crusaders will play North Wales Crusaders. Hunslet have got Keithley Cougars. York City Knights against West Bowling. Stanley will face Newcastle Thunder. London Broncos have drawn Whitehaven. Barrow, uh, sorry, Bradford Bulls have got York Acorn. And Barrow Raiders will face the Swinton Lions. So the Challenge Cup hotting up. That's round three. The draw made for you will give you those uh, results in March when they take place. Right, moving on to the amateur scene. Now, student rugby league. There's just one result from last week in the Nor National Championship Northern Tier 2A. Manchester Met beat Salford by 60 points to 10. The fixtures for this week are Wednesday, the 1st of March. Manchester play Salford in Tier 2A of the Northern League. And there's a couple of fixtures in the Premier Division of College Rugby League. Hopwood Hall face Warrington Wolves and Furness Raiders face Salford Red Devils. In the Northwest Men's League, in the Northwest Men's League Cup on Saturday, the 4th of March, Blackbrook play West Horton Lions. And in the Alliance Cup, Rochdale Mayfield A at home to Wigan St. Jude's. Moving our attention to the Northwest Youth League, um, that's in full swing this weekend. These games are going to be played on Sunday, the 5th of March, in the under-15s Division 2, Folly Lane at home to Lee East. Pilkington Rex face Oldham St. Anne's. In Division 1 of the under-14s, Saddleworth Rangers have got Shevington Sharks. Reds in Division 2 of the under-14s, it's Oldham St. Anne's Blacks against Crossfields Vipers. That's O'Heath Sheer. Shields face Folly Lane. Wigan St. Jude's Golds face Waterhead Warriors. Division 3 Goldman Parkside at home to Rochdale Mayfield. Shevington Sharks play Salford City Roosters. Uh, in Division 4, need my glasses, Langworthy Reds are at home to Clockface Miners. And in the under-13s, Division 1, Blackbrook Royals are at home to Rochdale Mayfield. In Division 2 of the under-13s, it's Goldman Parkside Greens against Salford City Roosters. Lee Minor Rangers Golds against Oldham St. Anne's. Saddleworth Rangers at home to Holton Farm with Hornets. Wigan St. Cuthbert's have got West Horton Lions. And Wigan St. Pat's are at home to Newton Storm. In Division 3 of the under-13s, finally, Pilkington Rex at home to Waterhead Warriors. Well, moving across to France, we'll have a look at the, uh, the French League now, the Elite League 1. Uh, results from the weekend just gone. Albi 32, Villeneuve 8, Avignon 58, St. Estier of Catalan 12, Carcassonne 30, Toulouse 24, 
Lesignon 12, Limoux 26 and St. Gaudens 35, Pierre 22. The fixtures for this week, Saturday the 4th of March, there is three fixtures. Avignon face Pierre Carcassonne, we've got Lesignon and Limoux play St. Gaudens. There's one game on the 5th of March, which is Sunday, and that's Villa Gel. Gail Hentz against Albi. It's hard to say that. Carcassonne stay top of the table. They've won 13 from 15. Limu are second with 12 wins from 15 matches. And Lesignon are third with 11 wins from their uh, opening 15 games. Well, a bit of amateur news for you now. The schedules have emerged for the Men's and Women's President's Cups. They're going to be held by the UK Armed Forces and England students, respectively. The men's competition, which will be contested by England Universities, Great Britain Police, Great Britain Teachers and the UK Armed Forces, will involve three doubleheaders at Rochdale, Mayfield, Lock Lane and Earl St. James from late March until May. The women's event between England students, Great Britain Teachers and UK Armed Forces will span roughly the same period of time. So the fixtures... For the men's, Wednesday the 29th of March, England Universities will play the Great Britain Police. That's a 6pm kickoff. The Great Britain Teachers have got UK Armed Force 8 o'clock. Both those games at Rochdale Mayfield. The 26th of April, Great Britain Police play the UK Armed Forces. At 6 o'clock, England Universities play Great Britain Teachers 8 o'clock. Those games are both at Lock Lane. On the 24th of May, the GB Police play the GB Teachers 6pm. England Universities play UK Armed Forces at 8pm. Both those games are all St. James. The women's, these fixtures are on Wednesday the 22nd of March, GB teachers against UK Armed Forces. That's at Rochdale Mayfield. On Wednesday the 10th of May, the English students play the GB teachers. That's at Lock Lane. And on Wednesday the 31st of May, England students play the UK Armed Forces, 7pm at Oral St. James. So we'll uh, keep you up to date with those near the time. Well, finally, on the World of Rugby League this week, we'll have a look at domestic things in the professional game. We'll have a look at the Super League first. Round two, it was the weekend just gone. Castleford Tigers, they were beaten at home to St. Helens by 24 points to six. Saints, hot off their victory over in Australia, world champions. They came out with a tricky-looking fixture at Castleford, but won the game quite convincingly, 24 points to six. Catalan Dragons, 14. Lee Leopard, and I said Centurions again. Lee Leopard, six. That was a tough game for uh, for both sides there. Eight nil at halftime for the Dragons. Bit of a fight back in the second half from uh, the Leopards but Catalan running away with it 14.6 really hard fought game there Friday night Huddersfield Giants 16 Warrington 26 Leeds Rhinos 18 Hull FC 22 Salford 10 Hull Kingston Rovers 24 and Wigan blasted Wakefield by 60 points to nil on uh, on Friday night as well in uh, the Betfred Championship round 4 Batley 28 Keithley Cougars 23 Bradford 28 Toulouse 18 shock result for me that Toulouse have uh, made a great start to the competition but Bradford Bulls with a Big win there. Featherston 56, Newcastle Thunder 6, London Broncos 20, Sheffield Eagles 21. A late uh, Andy Thackeray field goal, four minutes from time winning that game there. Ben Jones Bishop, former Salford player, of course, scored two tries in that game for the Eagles as well. Big win for Sheffield Eagles. Whitehaven 20, Swinton Lions 4, York City Knights 28, Barrow 14. In the Betfred Challenge Cup, we'll give you those scores already, so we don't need to give you those again. So the fixtures for this week, we've got the game on Monday night. I'm recording this Monday night, so this fixture's not in yet. Witness against Halifax Panthers in the Championship. On Thursday, Warrington Wolves face Salford at 8 o'clock. On Friday, it's Casper Tigers, Wigan, Catalan Dragons against Hull FC. Hulkingston Rovers against Lee Leopards, St. Helens against Lee Rhinos, and Wakefield are at home to Huddersfield Giants. On Saturday, the 4th of March, Betfred Championship Toulouse face Witness at tea time, 5 o'clock. On Sunday, the 5th of March, all these games are 3 o'clock in the Championship. Barrow against Newcastle Thunder. Halifax play Batley. 
Keith Lacugas against London Broncos. Sheffield Eagles are at home to Witness Vikings. Swinton are at home to York City Knights. In Betfred League One, again, these three matches are three o'clock. So that's Dewsbury against Midlands Hurricanes. Hunslet against North Wales Crusaders. Oldham are at home to London Scholars. And it's a one o'clock kickoff at the Crown Oil Arena as Rochdale Hornets face Doncaster. On Monday, the 6th of March, there's one game in the Championship. That's Featherstone Rovers against Bradford Bulls. So, the league table so far, the Championship, four games in. Featherstone Rovers are top of the table, four from four. Toulouse Olympic have three from four. And Sheffield Eagles and Bradford have also got three wins from their opening four games. In the Super League, Warrington Wolves are top. They've won two from two, as of Hulkingston Rovers, Catalan Dragons and Hull FC. The rest of the teams, over, apart from St. Helens, who've just played one game, they've won, uh, won one. Everyone else has won one or lost one. So that's it. That's all I've got for you on this uh, World of Rugby League. I shall see you on Thursday night for Warrington against Salford. Take care. See you soon. Well, that was the World of Rugby League. What we'll have a do now is we'll have a look at our preview for the game against Warrington on Thursday night. It's time for the Devil of the So Salford travel to the Helliwell Jones Stadium on Thursday night for a big game against Warrington. It's become a, a favourite away trip of a lot of Salford supporters going to the Helliwell Jones. I mean, especially the Easter games that we played there. I mean, I prefer to go there on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon, but Thursday night we'll have to do this one. And uh, yeah, it's always a good atmosphere there. And uh, our Super League record against Warrington is not too bad. In Super League since 1997, we've played them 30 times away from home, winning 10 and losing 20. But recently, we've had a good record at the uh, the Helliwell Jones. There's been some cracking matches in the last season. We went there twice, beating 32-18. And the second uh, game, we won there 32-24. The season before, when Richard Marshall was in charge, we were beating, um, I think it was extra, was it the extra time game? We were beating 20 points tonight. It might not have gone to extra time. I think it was 2019. But uh, there was a couple of drop goals from George Williams, I think, won the game for uh, Warrington after we dropped a goal. The year before that, the match was four fitting in Warrington won 24 0 during the COVID times. 2019, we won there twice, didn't we? 36 12 and 22 12. We had a big win there in 2017 when uh, Todd Carney played for us, 38 points to 12. I think that one finished. So we've had some good wins there. But Warrington have recruited well this season. They've brought in some big players, haven't they? Um, especially from Catalan Dragons. Gil Dudson coming in. Sam Cassiano's coming as well. Paul Vaughan. I mean, Josh Maguire at the moment is suspended um, after um, he, I think he got sent off in, the, in a friendly game against Lee Leopards. But uh, Paul Vaughan had been very... Um, very impressed with him so far. He's got tremendous work rate. Comes from Australia with a, you know, a big reputation as well. I think that's what Warrington needed to do. They need to bolster their pack. James Harrison as well, the son of uh, of, of Carl Harrison, who coached at Salford. He's he's coming to his own this season. Really, and been been very very impressive. They've got Danny Walker there, young hooker who were sort of interchanging with Daryl Clark. And I think, for me, the halfbacks at Warrington is something they've struggled in the last couple of years. And now they've got George Williams there, you know, um, he probably didn't have his best season last year, but he seems to have found a partner in Josh Drinkwater, who's uh, who's come to Warrington this time. You know, Josh Drinkwater played at Lee and uh, so many good years at Catalan Dragons as well. They've got Matt Dufty at uh, fullback. You know, Matty Ashton on the wing. Stefan Ratchet has been playing the centres for them. Josh Stoulis as well is another exciting player on the wing. So there's plenty of uh, of quality in that Warrington uh, side. You know, it's um, quite a, a quality street gang, as they, as, they, as they say. 
uh, that Warrington team. So uh, Leon Hayes as well is another uh, player I've been interested in. See, I've seen a bit of him in a, a few of uh, Warrington's reserve games last year. He's an exciting uh, scrum half. He's been in their twenty-one man squad recently, and uh, and not featured. But uh, but yeah, it should be uh, should be interesting. You know, Salford on the back of that defeat, Warrington have made an excellent start to the season, haven't they? Uh, had a great win in uh, in round one against Leeds and a tough game away from home last week against Huddersfield Giants. A, a much fancied Huddersfield Giants under Ian Watson, and they got the win there as well. So two from two. This is a tough one for Salford. Am I going to make a prediction? Um, yeah, because it'll count towards our Nando's, Robin and Parky. So I'll, uh, I think there's going to be points in this game. You know, Warrington and Salford. I said this last week against Hawkinson Rovers, but I think there could be a few points in this one. So I'm going to go 18 points to Warrington and 25 to Salford. A drop goal from... Max need, I think, to just uh, give us a seven-point cushion. So we'll see how it goes. Enjoy the week. Uh, enjoy listening to this podcast. I'm sorry if I've uh, if I've bored you waffling on. It's hard talking to yourself, but uh, I'm sure Parky and, uh, and Rob will be back next week to help me out. So uh, enjoy it. Enjoy uh, the match. Enjoy the weekend. I shall see you on Thursday night for uh, for Salford against Warrington. Take care. Thanks for listening. See you soon. Yeah, boy.